This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Matthew Collar along with Darren Doogie Wolfson in for Mackie and Judd today, and we bring in our friend Kevin Seifert from ESPN. Kevin, uh, how are you? How's your Christmas? Not bad. How about yourselves? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. I got uh, my grandparents bought me a Wolves hoodie, so now I got to be a Wolves guy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I picked the right time because they're actually winning. So that's nice. I think um, the hoodie the hoodie aspect is good in this weather as well. Uh yeah, when I got in the car it said minus 7 today. So that was not yeah. that was not great. It's oh, also good God. for the studio when the normal host, one of the co-hosts is Mr. Hoodie. Oh yes. Yeah, there's yes. Uh, you'll never get quite to that level, but you can no. try. <laughs> no, the uh the All-Star hoodie from the 80s that uh Judd has, the NHL All-Star game hoodie from then is, is that's elite. That is elite hoodie game. Um <laughs> Kevin, after watching last night's game, should Vikings fans be rooting to go to Philadelphia to play Nick Foles? <laughs> I would think the entire NFC would be at this point. Anybody, uh, the Vikings, uh, the Saints, the uh, you know, really anybody who uh, the Rams, if it's going to be uh, uh, you know a Super Bowl contender in the NFC, should have watched that game last night and been uh, been thrilled to see the uh, the struggles the Eagles are having offensively, especially. Um, and the apparent degree to which the Carson Wentz injury uh, really is going to affect them. I think we all knew that uh, intuitively that an MVP, uh, the loss of an MVP candidate um, would hurt them. But I don't know if anyone really had attributed you know, him to you know, single-handedly creating a Super Bowl-level team. And the evidence to this point has suggested that that's the case. Kevin, it looks like you can also pass on the Eagles, that the defense has been leaky the last few weeks. Now, the Raiders took advantage of that long touchdown, the Cooper double move on Jalen Mills. But I'm thinking if it's Vikings-Eagles on January 21st, Case Keenum in the passing game can have success. Yeah, I mean, those those defensive backs uh, sometimes are aggressive um, because they have uh, a lot of uh, exotic pass rushes going on, and they can be aggressive because the assumption in that type of scheme is that the quarterbacks are going to be rushed and taken off schedule, and it works uh, to a large extent. But recently uh, we've seen some some teams kind of burn them on those double moves, and you would think there's something that blatant that, like, okay, we see, clearly see what the problem is. That, you know, We're biting on double moves, so let's stop. You know, that, that maybe that could be addressed on some level and not be so easily exploitable. Um, Jim Schwartz is their defense coordinator. Uh, you know, he was up and down as the head coach of the Lions, but I think most people feel like he's a pretty has a pretty good handle schematically of NFL defense. So it would be surprising if they just week to week keep getting beat on a on a very specific uh, route or specific technique. And so we'll see if they can address that. But yeah, I mean, and you go back and look at some of the scores of the Eagles games this year. I mean, they've they have given up some points, but once uh, you know, and last and two weeks ago with with Against that Giants defense, uh, Nick Foles uh, was able to score enough points to uh, to overcome it. But uh, certainly, when you get to the when you get to the playoffs and you're playing good defenses and your high flying explosive offense gets uh, gets pushed back a little bit, um, your own defense has to step up, and that is a, definitely a concern right now for the Eagles. 
ESPN's Kevin Seifert joining us, Collar and Doogie, in for Mackie and Judd. Uh, Kevin, so who becomes the NFC's strongest team if we assume the Eagles are out of that conversation because of their quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to start with the Vikings. You know, I um, it, they are playing as they're filling all the the, uh, the boxes for what you would say uh, would be a Super Bowl favorite. They're playing as well, if not better, now than they were at, uh, at any other point in the year. And you always want to go into the playoffs playing your best football. And I think we can, for the most part, uh, say that the Vikings are doing that. Uh, they have uh, their defense is unmatched, I think, by any uh, NFC defense for sure. Um, and that is always a huge and sometimes under-discussed part of playoff success is that when you get to the, when you get to the playoffs, you know, everybody um, – uh, you know, a lot of teams get to the playoffs by scoring a lot of points, and then if you have a defense that can that can take that strength away from from other contending teams, and you already have a leg up. So that you know, right? And we've and we've discussed the Case Keenum and the offense and their explosiveness and the ability to get downfield pretty regularly this year. So you you look at the most balanced team and the team with the best asset, uh, it's the Vikings and their defense. And I I don't know if there'd be many NFL observers who would, who would argue strongly against that point. Let's presume Kevin, the Vikings are the two seed, even if they lose to Chicago, which I don't see happening, but even if they lose, there's still a good chance based on the other games playing out the way that they should play out. There's still a very good chance the Vikings are the two. So Let's look ahead to the weekend of January 13th. Let's continue those NFC power rankings. It looks like among the Panthers, Rams, and Saints, it looks like the sixth seed will be the Falcons or the Seahawks. So it looks like it'll be the Panthers, Rams, or Saints coming here January 13th or 14th. If you're the Vikings, who do you want to see the most? Who do you want to see the least among those three teams? Um, interesting. Uh, you know, normally you say you don't like to have the to- play a team for a second time or try to beat them for a second time in the playoffs the saints are a much much different team than they were um against uh when the when the vikings beat them earlier in the year uh the one i guess that what i would be afraid of um if i were to be have any fear um would be the rams because they've been so uh they've defied every expectation throughout the year uh, i know the vikings handled them pretty um handily but that Sean McVay is a really good coach offensively, um, and he—I would expect that he would identify some of the things that went wrong, and that they would not be quite as offensively inept, even against the Vikings' defense, if they were to play in the playoffs. Um, and that, you know, and that's to say that none of those three teams would I think would be favored to beat the Vikings. Um, but the one that would make me the most nervous. Uh, is it just the unknown that could come from the Rams if that were to be the case? And that I guess that's my first blush reaction. I know that Drew Brees is going to the Hall of Fame, and I know that uh, that uh, Cam Newton has won an MVP. Um, they're both tried and true in, in the playoffs um, and tested, but I guess I would just be nervous about the unknown that the Rams presented. Uh, who do you think right now, Kevin, is uh, Coach of the Year? When you bring up Sean McVay, I think he's got a really good argument for it. Although I think uh, me and Doogie could look good if we followed Jeff Fisher. I think, but um, <laughs> you know, I think he's got a he's got a really great argument for it. There's a number of other coaches. Doug Peterson also at the top of that list. Where does Mike Zimmer sit in that conversation for you? He should be up there. You know, I don't I haven't heard yet. It seems like the the Coach of the Year is always the coach who's. Uh, Team defies the media expectations for whose team defies the media expectations for what they were supposed to do. So, 
you know, Sean McVay has done a great job. The Rams are one of the NFL's better teams this year, but the big reason he's getting that, uh, that discussion more than some of the other people are, um, is that he, uh, the Rams were terrible when he took over and, and there weren't many expectations. Um, I think it's it's an underrated but 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 thorough discussion to to put Mike Zimmer near the top of that list when you think about uh, you know go, losing Sam Bradford after the first week of the season essentially for the year. Uh, no one thinking that Case Keenum would would be able to take, including maybe Mike Zimmer, who knows, would would be able to take them uh, where they to where they've gone and, and to lose Dalvin Cook, who you would assume they would have refocused their offense around over the long haul after the Bradford injury and losing him um, and then fielding uh, this great defense that we all know he's largely responsible for. So he's very much um, should be in that mix. I don't know what the, what the, the people who vote, and I don't have a vote, uh, will say, but um, traditionally, uh, for whatever reason, it's the team with the that has succeeded the most amid the, the least media expectations, and that probably puts uh, the Rams ahead, or Sean McVay ahead of Mike Zimmer there. Yeah, we don't even talk about Bill Belichick for this, and his yeah. team is the best in the league, and I think maybe that's just because he's done it so many times and, and because he's got Tom Brady. My yeah, argument... Should, I mean, really, he should be the coach of the year every year. It, means, it wouldn't even be fun. I mean, there's no... It's hard to... It would be hard to argue against the job that Bill Belichick does year in and year out, but that wouldn't be any fun. Yeah, it's kind of like LeBron where you could give him the MVP almost every single year. My Mm -hmm. argument for Mike Zimmer, I made it at our website today, uh, just that this has kind of been four years in the making for Mike Zimmer, that his fingerprints are on every single element of this team, even if there's guys who were here before him. They draft Xavier Rhodes before him, but he plays such an integral role in developing Xavier Rhodes to a superstar. And uh, you could say the same thing for Everson Griffin. What did he have, five sacks the year before Zimmer shows up? Now he's one of the premier uh, pass rushers in the NFL, and you just see that all over this roster. And then the decision to put Pat Shermer in charge to create an identity for this offense uh, through the offensive line, the things, the, the changes that he made, and how he handled adversity, Kevin, much better this year than he did last yeah. year. Yeah, I and mean, the amazing point to make there is that this time last year, many of us, I know I was one of them, were wondering if we had in fact found out why Mike Zimmer hadn't gotten a head coaching job uh, for all those years despite the success he'd had defensively that that maybe he was too much of a you know introverted grinder and and not a guy who could capture a room in a way that would make players loyal and and wanting to run through the wall for him and that maybe he would not you know maybe he had made a a tremendous career altering altering mistake by not by hiring North Turner but by giving him such free reign that when things went poorly that there wasn't really a recourse for him to step in and be the head coach um, of the offense and so Last year, this time it was you know they they were a me- you know from the outside they appeared to be a mess. Um, you know the the they, the the there's no doubt that the transition to Shermer has gone as well as it possibly could have, and I'd imagine part of that is uh, the result of of Mike at least asserting his control as a normal head coach would, even with a defensive background, and just you know being able to participate in the in the development of the offense it, it makes a difference um, and. Well, I think we also, you know, we also give uh, uh, Zimmer credit for identifying the type of players he needed. He needs to have a successful defense. We should also note that Rick Spielman is the one who went out and drafted them, and so they have together combined to, to, you know, you look at who's who's leading this defense, and for them, and for other than Griffin, I would say, 
uh, you know, for the most part, they've all been drafted uh, under the under the Zimmer Spielman watch. Maybe Harrison Smith the year before as well. But uh, that that also goes into it. But it's been a tremendous turnaround. Um, and I think now you look at the big picture of, of Mike's career and you say the first year uh, Peterson gets suspended for the entire year, so that's a huge setback. The second year they win the division and should have won a playoff game were it not for the missed field goal. The third year. Um, all hell breaks loose. Uh, Bridgewater gets hurt. Uh, you know, injuries throughout the offensive line. Zimmer has the eye injuries, and they kind of crumble. But then f- this year, when things are more or less normal, they again are the division champions. So, in the big picture, um, when things aren't completely chaotic and, and crumbling, due, largely due to events beyond their control, they've been a pretty good team under under him. Kevin, New Year's Day will also be Black Monday in the NFL. How many openings do you foresee? As of next week, and how does Pat Shermer fit into that mix? Yeah, it's um, the, the the early prediction numbers are as high as ten, maybe more. Um, so a little bit less than a third of the league, which is kind of crazy. But that uh, you know, whenever you're one of the top teams in the league, teams are going to uh, at least look at your coordinators. And um, you know, I I don't know how much George Edwards look George Edwards will get with everyone sort of knowing that Zimmer calls the plays and is largely the de facto defense coordinator. But Pat Shermer um, will get, has gotten a lot of credit around the league for not only for finding a way to, to make it work a lot better than it had, but uh, really adjusting under a new quarterback, you know, encouraging uh, or finding a way to get Case Keenum to perform at a level that he had never come close to before. Uh, and losing Dalvin Cook is obviously a big uh, schematic thing that had to be a- addressed as well, and they have found answers. So, you know, he's been a head coach before. Um, sometimes you don't count when the guy's been the Browns' head coach in terms of evaluating uh, his performance because there's such dysfunction there anyway. But um, you know, I would imagine at the very least he'll get interviews, and it'll be up to him to uh, to uh, impress the owners or. Uh, make a presentation that inspires somebody to hire him, but he'll certainly get in front of some people, I would think, this off, this uh, in the next few weeks. Kevin, one last thing before we let you go. So we're going to spend the rest of the show giving some uh, predictions of what's going to happen in Minnesota sports in 2018. In the NFL, is there a change coming that you kind of see in your crystal ball in 2018? I, I kind of think we talked, we started talking about it, that sports gambling at some point, and maybe it's in 2018 starts to become more commonplace here or starts to be allowed by teams. Is, is there something from a league standpoint that you think is going to change next year? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's obviously something that all the big wigs have their, uh, their eyes on, um, you know, for many years, really up until very recently, the NFL has completely uh, frowned away from any level of sports gambling, um, largely out of concern, I guess that, that an association with it would threaten the idea that that these games are uh, are truly uh, you know reality based and not rigged and not uh, not getting into a position where you go way back in history and talk about the, the Chicago Black Sox where uh, where teams where players were bought um, in baseball to uh, to throw the World Series and so that would be a crippling if that were ever to come in the NFL or any other sport now that would be a crippling blow to the product that they're selling so they have never um they've always stayed away from it but to be totally and completely honest there's just way too much money in it now to uh to avoid it um there's really no way to prevent it we all know that if you want to 
gamble on games, you can do it. So you might as well open it up, um, participate in the regulation of it, I guess, and uh, and everybody makes more money. And ultimately, they are a business. Um, they're not teaching uh, Sunday school class in terms of morality. And I think uh, it'll just be a matter of time before they get much more involved in it than they are right now. Kevin, really appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. Okay, thank you, guys. As, Thanks, uh, Kevin. Kevin Seifert, ESPN. Love uh, to read his work. And uh, every once in a while, we get him to show up out at Winter Park as well and kind of rekindle his old days of being on the Minnesota Vikings beat. All right, let's talk. Let's start talking about 2018. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. 